Welcome, boils and ghouls, to Handle Whisker. We are a horror podcast presented by the Slashing Cast Network discussing horror movies and the phobias they emphasize. We are hot off the heels of Halloween weekend and the Slashing Cast Halloween virtual convention. And, you know, Holly, just talk about a tremendous way to just celebrate the holiday weekend. Uh, it was a really cool way for... Uh, all the different like network podcasts to uh-huh. engage with the community. I had a good time. I actually got to catch both of yeah. uh, the segments that we did or I did because uh, you yeah, and I you did. did one and then I, I did, did one, one with Rod. <laughs> uh, but I was I was able That's to really cool. chat along during the live stream for that, which was which is pretty cool. But uh, you know, all in all, it was a it was a pretty quiet Halloween here uh, in Chicago. You know, I I don't know about you, man. I parted it down, man. <laughs> I I thoroughly enjoyed my Halloween. Mm-hmm. There were times where I got to parties and I was already exhausted. Like I walked in and I'm like, okay, I need a chair and I need a beverage and everybody needs to like just walk around me. <laughs> so, but no, I part I I had a really fun time and. Um, it was a good Halloween. I, I had three costumes. All right. It was good stuff, man. Ah, yeah, good, 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 good stuff. Oh, I got invited to, well, I don't know, I don't know if you'd call it an invitation, but a, a party <laughs> that was $150 to attend. Okay. And it had nine performances, two DJs, three stages. They were like weird contortionist things going on here or there. And apparently the $150 was included um, a rapid COVID test and um, drugs. Oh, and two drinks. So I was like, <laughs> ooh, maybe $150. Oh, that's a lot of money. And I was thinking about it real hard. And uh, and then somebody's like, oh, so-and-so's having a house party. I'm like, house party? That's what we're doing. So <laughs> it was just it's a lot cheaper. But, uh, but yeah, it was, I had a lot of fun. People really liked my They Lived costume. Awesome. Uh, particularly Joe, because he got to dress up as Roddy Rod Piper. Mm-hmm. You know, so of course, it's really easy to sell a, co- a couple's costume idea if your partner has the cool side of the costume. <laughs> but that's how you that's how you get Joey into costume. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I digress. Let's let's get back into the meat of things. Uh, the slashing cast was so fun and so cool. Like I I really liked your segment about uh, what was it, the most bangable. Well, yeah, that was uh, that was like conjecturing who did that segment, and you know, I I I just want to say that was not the initial segment title that they had used, and I I was trying to find out uh, where where along the way uh, it was Uh changed and by whom, (laughs) because initially it was not the most baneable; it was the most fuckable. <laughs> and, I think Bangable's uh, cuter. You, you need to go with cute as much as possible when it comes to horror. But uh, yeah, most bangable. I mean, I wish I would have been part of that panel because I have some ideas. Yeah, yeah. I have I, lots of I, ideas. I released my top 10. You can find it on our Twitter. Handle <laughs> uh, <laughs> was It was a solid top 10, too. It was like, not bad, not bad. That's, that looks like a very fun orgy. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so we had that this Halloween weekend, uh, very quiet tr- trader wise in, in the Midwest, oh, right. which was kind of weird. Um, you know, I, oh. I had to work, but I, we put up like a bunch of bags of candy, like on the garage mm-hmm. door. Um, and some were still left. All of them. Oh, what? <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yeah. Like so I'm I live in an apartment. Okay. I don't get trick or treaters, but that's one of my, that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to if someday I move into a house is, you know, 
giving out little, you know, giving out candy to little kids dressed in super adorable costumes right. and teenagers who are just trying to hold on to one more year of Halloween. That's okay, man. Here's mm. your candy. So, uh, yeah, that's just, a bummer, man. I'm sorry. Just let me be one of those jackasses who just takes the entire bowl. But, you know, it's funny because, like, I passed so many kids on the way home from work. Uh, but a lot of the a lot of kids that were trick-or-treating were, like, out towards the front of the subdivision. And I'm further in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the people that I did see on our street were on the other side of the street. On the so, other side. You know, it, it mm-hmm. is what it is. But uh, at least it wasn't, like, snowy or anything like that. Because, you know, you never know what you're going to get with Halloween in Chicago. Because it has snowed on Halloween. And more times than not, it's rainy or it's, like, 40 degrees outside. A little bit warmer this year. So that was actually nice okay. to see. But... That was Halloween in a nutshell, uh, but let's get into the podcast, Mrs. So last week, yes. we capped off Spooktober with the George Romero classic Creep Show. It was good. It's always good. We knew it was going to be good. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, now we are going back to our roots, uh, going back to the phobia deep dive with Thanatophobia, which is the fear of death. So this month... What we are doing is all month long, uh, we've basically got a date with death as we are trying to survive the night. And we're starting off with a movie that I never really hear anyone talking about. That's one of my hidden gems that I've covered in the past, but we haven't done it in podcast form. And that is Mm -hmm. Raze, which was released in 2013, directed by Josh C. Waller. Uh, and the story of this is a woman, uh, played by Zoe Bell, is mm-hmm. abducted and brought to an underground lair where she is forced to fight other innocent victims for the amusement of unseen spectators, which are, you know, mm-hmm. the, the rich elite assholes. I like know. they are in most situations. Uh, <laughs> uh, when is this class warfare going to start already, for fuck's sake? Mm-hmm. Jesus, they're already leaving the planet. Okay. <laughs> but I was really pleasantly... I mean, I knew it was going to be good. You know, Zoe Bell's just fucking amazing. Love her so hard. And uh, although... Um, I was trying really hard to avoid paying $10 for the movie because all the other... All the, all the legal avenues to watch the movie were like, pay $10 and it's yours. And I'm like, mm, I already, bat, already bought the bad seed, so... <laughs> and so finally I found on Apple TV you could you could rent it for four dollars and I was like fuck it I'm gonna save six dollars that I'll probably drink later and uh well now <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't fucking spend him and own the movie because now I want to tell other people about it but it's so hard to get a hold of mm-hmm. just spend the ten dollars or download it whatever and um and watch it it was a lot of fun there's also a free copy on you on YouTube but it's unwatchable it's <laughs> it's so fucked with that you're like I can't that's mm-hmm. what convinced me to just be like fuck it let's just go legit and that's what I did well I mean I offered to just you know watch it on discord with you because I have the DVD I was <laughs> I was I was really under the influence that night and I was like oh man I gotta go find that cable that goes to my t- oh you know funny story it was attached to my TV <laughs> <laughs> of course it was but yeah it was like the amount of effort i'm like i'll throw ten dollars at that problem fuck it turns out it was six mm-hmm. so yes let's get into this because it was a wonderful movie and it it's you don't it's it has so many awesome elements that you don't get to typically see which is you know just the badass women that were not hypersexualized mm-hmm. was fucking amazing it was so cool to watch this entire movie so let's get right into it 
Yeah, so obviously this is Zoe Bell. Uh, this is an actress, stunt woman, and also producer. Uh, and, you know, this is someone who's had a background in TV, primarily with stunt work uh, with, like, Xena, Hercules. Uh, she would later go on to be uh, the stunt double for Uma Thurman in The Kill Bill, Kill Bill. Volumes 1 mm -hmm. and 2. Uh, and, and then she was in uh, Bulletproof, right? Yeah, she's she's been pretty busy, but she's kind of, like, made that transition more into mm -hmm. uh, away from stunt work into, you know, acting, and now she's taking on that more of a dangerous. producer Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, this film was done in 30 days. Uh, there's 19 30 days. fight scenes <laughs> that, that they had to choreograph and everything for this movie. Wow. Uh, so there was a real, real, there was a realism to the exhaustion that is sort of uh, built into the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, it, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's wonderful. Like she is so impressive. And, you know, to see her, like just her body, like is just so strong and she's such a badass. Like I, as I sit here in bed drinking wine, <laughs> it's, just, it's just, it's so inspiring to see somebody like just so athletic and, and amazing. And, you know, it's her and Serena, man. They're fucking amazing. Yeah, and Zoe choreographed a lot of the stunts for the film, uh, and also was a producer on it as well. Uh, but man, that's a pretty pretty tight schedule, knowing how many scenes that they had to fight. And one of the things that I've always enjoyed about this uh, is the fact that like they didn't hypersexualize it because they very easily could have catered this movie more towards <clears throat> the male audience. Uh, but, right. you know, in this movie, like, all of the females are basically in, like, the white tank top. They're in baggy pants. Um, and, and, you know, it's they're not... also in reasonable, like, you know, sports bras. Like, mm -hmm. nobody's wearing, like, push-up bras, which I really appreciated. So <laughs> there was this really, I mean, I don't even think you're going to talk about this tiny little scene. But uh, my the most hilarious part of the movie to me was they show Zoe in, in her regular life in the movie. Mm-hmm. And she's at a bar in like a leather jacket and some jeans. And she looks so awkward sitting at the bar there that I was like, she she looks more natural in a weird cave and sweatpants fighting <laughs> than she does sitting comfortably at a bar. I'm like, mm, okay. But uh, it's just, it's fun stuff. It was fun stuff. Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah, I get that. And, you know, the, the other part of it too is knowing that you know, a lot of people would kind of like parallel this to something like Fight Club. Uh, but obviously the biggest difference between Fight Club and Raze in this case is, you know, Fight Club was... Consent? Voluntary. <laughs> you know? Exactly. There was no kidnapping involved. There was no, you know, threatening to kill any of your loved ones or, you know, whoever uh, in this case. <laughs> um, not so much in this one. This one, they all had a reason, mm -hmm. uh, to fight. And one of the most intriguing things as the movie, uh, you know, kind of starts to, like, develop more and more is there's even, like, a sequence between two of the women where they're discussing, uh, you know, who they're fighting for or, you know, if, you know, the person, is, if, like, the mom is in good health or if she's in, right. in bad health, yeah. which I thought was really interesting, too. So it wasn't just always was, so mm -hmm. cutthroat. It was, that was a really, like, uh, it was a really soft-hearted scene, I guess, where it just kind of, you know, tugs at your heartstrings for sure. That was, mm -hmm. because I, I, I forgot their name. So it was uh, young woman, older woman, and... The older one was like way more badass than the younger woman and basically like kind of gave up her life. 
which was kind of a throwaway we later find out but it it was it it, it was sad and i was mm-hmm. my, i was a little heartbroken and then i was a little mad when she didn't like at least survive the next fight but are we going to do the whole thing where we go from the beginning and go scene by scene you know i i didn't do that for this one primarily okay. because it's so action oriented it is. <laughs> that, that, like, I don't want to be, like, talking about fight choreography. <laughs> and then this happened, and then this happened. But, you know. Although I have to admit, the Sabrina versus everybody, that was, mm-hmm. that had a very Kill Bill <laughs> sort of, like, you know, you know, ambiance to it or whatever you want to call it. But just uh, uh, at towards, you know, uh, they start sort of uh, having these little cutscenes where they say so-and-so versus so-and-so mm-hmm. before every fight. And then, of course, at the very end, when you have your big revenge uh, turnaround, it's Sabrina versus everybody. And I was so fucking excited. I put down my phone (laughs) and I was like, holy shit, it's happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, it did not disappoint all the way. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And also, uh, Sherilyn Fenn is in this, which is really cool. You know, you know, uh, uh, whenever I get to see, you know, somebody from Twin Peaks, it's um, I always Mm -hmm. get all riled up. So that was that was pretty great. And you do get a sense that, you know, she was a fighter at some point, which is also kind of cool. Yeah. And one of the other interesting things is, you know, for the fight scenes in this movie, um, there is really only the replacement girl who they brought in who kind of like had that Brazilian jiu-jitsu background outside of that. Like there wasn't a distinct fight style for any one fighter well there there kind of was right so i mean not was but uh every woman that you well um you didn't really get a background on all of them but i mean you had the the younger woman um who makes sort of a uh who bonds with uh with zoe and our third character you know they were even talking about trying to break away uh or break out uh you know that she learned how to fight from watching her dad beat up her mom Mm -hmm. And that was that was something that sort of came up, and and they're like, "How do you know how to fight like that?" And and he and she was like, "Well, I saw him beat the shit out of her so many times." And then you had uh, in the very beginning where you have the first um, victim, which that was a cool move. You know, you get all invested in this one, and then Zoe puts an end to her, and you're like, "Oh no!" And then you have to like switch alliances over to Zoe, which takes a minute because mm-hmm. part of you is like, "Fuck you, Zoe!" I was so invested in First Lady, and and she was saying how she was trying to go get into MMA or something. Remember that? So all of the women that are selected have some sort of fighting background or ability. It's just not clearly defined. It's just uh, they're they're picked for their their toughness, I guess. Mm-hmm. Although you had to admit, uh, um, Berserker was pretty fucking amazing. The redhead, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, she's done for. How did she make it this far? And then you find out that you you put her in a hole with another person. She's gonna go nuts. That was um, that was pretty fun, and then of course you've got Psycho. <laughs> I've I've given them all nicknames <laughs> Psycho because I didn't pay attention to the names that much, except for Sabrina. But <laughs> Psycho was so annoying. I'm like, ugh, ugh, and that's the whole point, right? You're supposed to be so fucking annoyed with her. She had really nice teeth, though. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? One of the other one of the other things that I really liked about this one too is you know it, it's so close quarters in every aspect because yes, they do have like their cells, but there's also like the really tight corridor that leads into like the arena, so to speak, and it come down through that like was, the the yeah. elevator. And there's even an elevator fight scene, which I always love to see. Uh, which <laughs> yeah, that was cool. 
I, and I was going to say that was that was really cool. And then, of course, there's this little part that was shown in the trailer where um, Psycho rubs young girl's face down the fucking side of the 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 building there and just ugh grinds it and you never get to see the face afterwards which is fine it's unnecessary gore i get it but uh that was very gruesome and even though you didn't get to see much of it that was cool how like it was sort of implied gruesomeness mm -hmm. and it, it still had the same effect and in fact i think that if they would have shown a fucked up face it might have cheapened it so that was cool yeah I you like basically that. gotta see like the face draping up against the uh the bricks as it like slid all the yeah. way down, but not too much outside of that. Because really, the only other time that it really focused on the gore uh, was kind of like in that final scene when the final she attacks the, 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 prim the primary the guard, which I thought was, oh, was yeah. really interesting, too, because, you know, you kind of had this institution that was family run. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, they were the ones who were pitting all these women against one another. And this is something that they have been doing for generations at this point. Uh, and then mm -hmm. all of the guards were were male. They were all like marine haircut types. Types. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, I think my favorite exchange in the movie is after the initial time when Sabrina attacks a guard with the pen. You know, she uh -huh. was gonna do it again, and she like kind of hit it in uh, the shitter, <laughs> and the guy knew like. You know, uh, all right, you want to fight, and then, you know, you just give me the see, pen. see give all the, the shit, pen. like, dripping off of the pen, and then <laughs> she drops it, but flicks the fecal matter right in the guy's face, and it's like... Here's some pink fat. Yeah, that's, that's what you get. Ew, you got Zoe poop right all over your face. Ugh. Ugh. I was like, Jesus, Zoe, I know that he took everything from you, but did you have to throw poop? <laughs> Oh, well, maybe we should give a quick little rundown of the basics of the movie. And I'm going to try and then you you correct me if I get something wrong. All right. So we've got an institution that apparently has been uh, uh, going on for generations, generation. Mm -hmm. It's being run by an uh, uh, awkward, awkward, tall, thin man and Sherilyn Fenn, who is his lady. And uh, they put on these shows where women are kept in uh prison cells with a tv so they can actually view the other women fighting and they're all women and then they're led down a court when it's their time to fight their uh their cages are open their prison cells are open and go down a corridor into a fighting arena which looks like the bottom of a fucking well i don't know without water so it's like stone circular sort of a tower with a soft dirt at the bottom and very very tall walls circular walls if you want to call them mm -hmm. and there's cameras everywhere so rich people are watching them fight but also the women who are not currently fighting can also watch each other fight whenever there isn't a fight going on the women in their prison cells are seeing videos of their loved ones or like one particular loved one that they're being menaced or threatened with they say if you do not fight we will kill your loved one and if you fight and die we will kill your loved one so they their loved one only lives if they live and so that's that's how they get them to keep fighting. Um, let's see. On the rich side, you don't really get to meet any of the people that are paying for the service. Uh -huh. And uh, let's see what else. We already talked about how there's a slew of like male marine type guards uh, sort of ferrying them around. What else? What else? Uh, okay. And so there's that. And oh, yeah. And then you get the the. The very first introduction you get is that there is a, a handsome man who is going on dates and basically interviewing these women or auditioning these women by hearing about their background. And he's the one who sort of relays back saying, oh, this one's a bad bitch. This one will fight really well. 
go ahead and take her. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's how they they fish them, right? So that's um, how they do that. What else? Okay, so once uh, the women are fighting, the very first one you meet, and uh, you, which was a really good way to introduce you to everything. So you follow a woman who's on her first date with the with the pretty boy who's the bait. And she tells him like, oh, yeah, I was trying to go into professional fighting. It didn't work out, blah, blah, blah. Next thing she knows, she wakes up, she's in a cell or uh, she's in a hallway to go fight, but she doesn't even know what she's there to do. And she meets Zoe. Zoe, uh, you think, well, Zoe's great, right? Because we all know Zoe from her other movies. So Zoe's a good person. Zoe's not a good person every day. She's good some <laughs> of the time. So anyways, uh, you you see how like she's friendly. But she's also invading her space too much. You know, not respecting her boundaries. <clears throat> like the lady's like, no, 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 please stay back, stay back. And she's like, that's okay. My name's Sabrina. What's your name? And that's because of she knows that she's there to fight and kill her. Incidentally, the person that they're holding over Sabrina's head is the daughter she gave up for adoption when she was a young, you know, uh, when, but she gave her up for adoption from like, right after she was born. So she doesn't have a real, real connection, but it's the connection is real enough that she is fighting, fighting to keep her alive. <clears throat> and, uh, uh, Zoe or Sabrina does end up befriending two other women in the group and the group of 12 women that have sort of, uh, managed to stay alive. Was it 12 or six? Let me count. I think it was like eight, actually the ones that are being, that were talked to by Sherilyn Fenn. Mm-hmm. Anyway, doesn't matter. So they're all talking about trying to escape and uh, you get a sense like you might be able to do it. But uh, towards the end, they kind of crush your, your feelings a little bit and you get to see all your favorite ladies go down one by one. That was tough. Yeah. It's, uh, that's, okay. I'm done. It's pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah. And then of course we have the big ending, which we can reveal here a little later. Yeah, and, uh, you know, like, since this is, like, a women's prison, uh, one of the other, like, really smart things about this is it doesn't have, like, the stereotypical cliches that you would get uh, no, with, with those titles. That. You know, you you don't have any sort of, like, four sex scenes. You don't have the shower scenes or anything like that or any... I have one complaint now that, <laughs> yeah. I, that you're saying that because I think that they were abnormally clean-looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they should have been more messed up. Unless they were flicking long... <laughs> fecal matter around. <laughs> You know, I know, right? Or their head so now, in the- they was like, those white, those white tank tops they were wearing were pretty crisp. So I don't know what's going on there, but let's not be too judgmental. It was a great movie, <laughs> great fight scenes too. Oh my god, I just forgot. So <laughs> mm-hmm. one of the most impressive things about the movie was that you know I was mentioning how you're led into the movie by this character who's essentially a red shirt. You know, she's gonna get killed off immediately, but you connect with her, right? And you're in there with her, and um, she. She's putting up a pretty good fight, actually, but because she doesn't understand her situation and how, how dire it is, she is not in it 100 percent. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I still think that Sabrina would have won anyway because she's just better. <laughs> but I think that, you know, she would have been more invested in, in keeping herself alive if she understood what was going on. But anyway, at some point when Sabrina realizes that well, not realizes, but she's like, well, let's pull the trigger. Let's just kill her. She pummels her face to a pulp. And mm-hmm. it was really gruesome. It w- well, I mean, let me rephrase that. It was really effective in making you feel a little sick to your stomach about how horrible this was, which is the whole point, you know, it, that that was the whole point of it. And it's just, um, I was very appreciative of how, how smart that was. Yeah, and at its core, like, this is a very simple story mm-hmm. through and through, but there, there's a lot of barbaric nature 
because uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it harkens back to like the gladiatorial days, you know, fighting. For, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> fighting for survival in this case. And what is thumbs the, down? And you know, with Zoe Bell being in there, you know, she she plays that- more of that. Strong, silent type character in it, right. you know, harkening back to like Clint Eastwood or like Steve McQueen, uh, and her like most of the fighting moments are always more quiet or subdued because it's all like the close-ups of her face whenever she does have like that, right. uh, like that burst of anger coming through when she is pummeling someone's face or just you know finishing off whoever she's fighting in in this case too, which is pretty cool. Um, so, so all in all, like, you know, it's a very simple story, uh, cause, yeah. it, cause it is action horror. Like it does go really quick. It's like an 80 something minute movie. It, fl- it flies by. It flies. It really does. <laughs> and it, it didn't, it didn't try to be hokey when it came to the fighting, you know, you would expect to see, um, at, at times, like we're, we're kind of used to, like with these types of movies, like a lot of like the dirty type fighting, and yes, there were there were some instances where you know you would get like the the dirt thrown in someone's eye to like get the advantage. But one of my mm-hmm. favorite parts is when we do kind of get like the the boss battle, so to speak, between uh, the psycho who's been antagonizing all the women, the the woman who is in there because she enjoys killing, uh, and she's always antagonizing all the others, and when she's facing. Uh, Zoe in this case, you know, Zoe... She doesn't... She dominates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zoe just bursts straight out of the elevator. That was great. Bull, that was really like, cool. bull in the china shop, spears her up against, like, the brick wall, and it's like, I really wanted... She's at least wanted, a foot taller. <laughs> I really wanted it to be more drawn out, but it, it it's just a fact that it ends in a way that was so one-sided that it just catches you off guard so right. much. You thought Psycho was going to do... Well, Psycho was Psycho because she was willing to do bad things, mm-hmm. right? And she was... I mean, she did have that really crazy move where she slams a young girl's face... Uh, you know, the young girl right against the wall, like, you know, breaking her face and then slides her face like a cheese grater all the way down and like i mean that was it it actually makes a really good point right i mean we're we're seeing women fighting and a lot of times people think that because uh of of size differences that um that women are going to be less dangerous but really it's all about who's willing to do that really horrible thing right Mm -hmm. Uh, but once, but once you understand who's gonna, who's willing to do that horrible thing, then also comes down to like who can just fucking dominate, which was Sabrina, which I really, I really appreciated that in in the way that her character was sort of put together, in that like she didn't have as much. She was fighting for her daughter, but she never knew her daughter. She didn't live with her daughter. And that is a good incentive to stay alive and keep fighting. But everybody else had like these very, very personal uh, stories that they had with the person that that they that were that was being threatened, right? So I feel like in a sense, like her survival was just based on the fact that she was just so strong and well and skilled enough to survive. And then on top of that, like just the red hot fucking rage burning inside of her, which is pretty good. Yeah, and it's interesting yeah. too because you know we you have a back and forth between Sabrina and the guard, um, mm-hmm. and she's like, "It's like, yeah, go ahead and kill kill the daughter, like see, see if I care." Basically, yeah. <laughs> like I I don't know so, her. You know, you know, she didn't mean it, but yeah. you know, <laughs> but it, it's just the oh. reaction of like the guy like being like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> 
I also really appreciated that even though the guards were very dehumanizing with the uh, with the fighters, which mm-hmm. is of course clearly what's going to happen in the situation or in or any situation similar to it. Um, there was no sort of like threat of rape, which is something mm-hmm. that's thrown around a lot in such in these kinds of movies. And so that was also really refreshing that I didn't even think about it until now where I was like, oh, shit. And it's it's kind of cool that you don't have to think about that sometimes, you know, so that was neat. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, integrity, you're, you're, man, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the 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 two, like the couple that were behind it were, were really interesting, too. And they even had like different weaponry from like different periods of time which i thought was very right. very interesting it's kind of like their, their keepsakes <laughs> uh also probably not the best thing to just like be left around Leave like the around. the office <laughs> yes yeah i remember seeing that le- that that weapon which was like what looked like what do you, what do you call the cat of nine tails with like uh metal balls at the end excuse me like i was like yeah that's that's gonna make an entrance later and it did, and it mm-hmm. was great. Yeah, that was that was also a brutal scene. Although, um, I don't think if you remember the scene, which is where she is, it's finally the revenge side of the of the movie. So, of course, Sabrina is able to um, fake her way into the infirmary mm-hmm. by uh, very quickly convincing this opponent that she just met <laughs> that she should pretend to kill her so that she can go into the infirm or to the morgue, I guess, which is also the infirmary, whatever. <laughs> and, um, and of course she slices up the text in there and, you know, is able to like move on to bigger fish when she finally uh, confronts um, the main bot, uh, the the main guard with the cat and nine tails. That's I'm calling it right, right? That's the name of that thing, is it? Am I'm I right? trying to remember what those are actually called because they've been called different things in the past. I'm looking at okay, I'm and she's yeah, look it up while I tell the story. So she's going like you know front hand, back hand, front. It's her Serena moment, and so she's she's just beating the shit out of this guard with this thing. Oh, and I wish they would have uh, done more to imply impact because I felt like. It was her movement was too smooth, although maybe I'm wrong there because mm-hmm. it is on a on a whip like length of leather. So maybe I don't know why I'm so focused on. Yeah, this. I know. Let's move on. I, I know. I'm embarrassed now. I know it's a flip, but I can't remember <laughs> if there was a specific name for the ball attachment. Yeah. Ones. <laughs> yeah, you did get a nice little skin flap on his face and you're like, yeah, she got him. And then, uh, but it was also kind of interesting, like in the same way with uh, with Psycho, like he didn't put up that much of a fight either. Uh, I you know that's kind of interesting there. Well, he's the, the fact just that like maybe <laughs> yeah, she just bludgeoned him. But it's just it's still kind of cool and 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 all and just the fact that uh the only thing keeping her from it was just an opportunity. That's all mm-hmm. she needed, and she was always going to dominate. But uh you know it's surprising because in a lot of fight movies, especially when there was so much uh, tension between her and the guard, you thought it would have been a little bit more drawn out fight and a little bit more like you said uh two sided. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it, that's not at all what happened. <laughs> but nope. Dude gets blushing. She just... She's face to face with them. You know, you were wrong. She had more of a fight you, scene with you Cheryl. You did Fenn, crack. With Cheryl and Fenn, yeah. Yeah. And just and, stabs them up, cool. up the neck. She was good. She was like, she got her, like, you know, Cheryl got her in the stomach and she was bleeding. And I thought she was done for, but she was able to get up and fight some more, which is pretty great. So. Um, after she fights the couple who runs the show and after she fights the guard and a couple of other guards, 
she gets out into what looks like a fucking barn. And there's all these rich people that are not afraid of her at all. They're walking towards her as she's walking by. She's got two guns in her hands. And she makes a dash for it. And she just keeps running. And then here comes the ending of the movie, which was very unsatisfying, is that she gets taken down by a fucking sniper. And it was just, I don't know, man. It's like eating your steak dinner and finding a Band-Aid underneath it at the very end or something like that. You're like, come on, man, come on. And yes, I stole that from a movie. But uh, uh, I kind of wish he'd like maybe sprayed a couple bullets at the rich people, maybe, you know, a little revenge that way. Maybe looked behind her before she got rid of her guns. But, you know, whatever. I mean, I get it. She was down there a while. Yeah, she was. But, you know, I I, I want to bring up like the fight that she had with uh, the, the main woman of the couple, Sherilyn, <laughs> because the the fight that happens is more. Uh, I'm gonna charge at you, drop kick you out this window, and you're gonna fall to your death into the well. Because <laughs> it reminded me <laughs> of, like so much of like Mortal Kombat with like the stage fatalities yeah. where you're like uppercutting someone and they fall all the way down through like spikes and stuff. So I thought that was a a nice uh, little nod. But yes, it does not. This is not like a happy ending type movie, unfortunately, because she does get sniped by. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the bait, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I I too have fallen for the pretty boy. It's an easy bait for sure, mm-hmm. but still, ugh, ugh, ugh. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> but I, I thought I thought it was really interesting that all of the ritual leads and how they reacted. Like initially, when I I watched this for the first time, I thought, okay, like maybe they're gonna give her like the 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 warriors welcome and like applaud no they they don't do no. that they just they no, they crowd quiet, around her the, a little bit the crowd quiets they look over and then they start to like follow her and as she's like walking out she like sees like some of the kids of the rich elite kids, yeah. opens the barn door and makes a, a run for it and you know unfortunately zoe doesn't make it but uh she should have zigzagged zigzag well, she didn't Six know head. that anyone had a sniper rifle behind her, so how are you going to know? Oh, why? Because she killed two guards? Three guards? Oh, no. I guess we're done. Yeah, the, no, the Richard Lee can only Come afford on, two. <laughs> Again, taken out pretty pretty instantaneously. I might have. I would, like I said, I would have taken down some of the rich folk just for, you know, a little last mm-hmm. minute. And maybe, like, seen them scatter and, and tear. But uh, what are you going to do, man? It's it's a, you know, artistic license and whatnot. <laughs> Yeah, so all in all, what you have here is a story with not not like the deepest story, uh, but you get a little a little bit of snippet for each character's background leading into the mm-hmm. fights, and you get a lot of really great uh, like close quarter combat sequences. As I said, like you know, there's like eighteen or nineteen fight scenes that were filmed for this movie, <laughs> which is fantastic. And they were fantastically choreographed. They were fantastically executed. They were very solid fight scenes. I was really impressed. Yeah, so, you know, if you're into, like, MMA or any, like, sport, like, combat sports, definitely check out this movie. I mean, primarily watch it for Zoe Bell, because she's awesome in this. Yes. But, T, if you were in the same position, if you were in this well, having to fight for your life and the life of uh, your little dog, too. Uh, <laughs> well, my dog's gonna die soon. <laughs> he's oh, he's, like, he's at the end of his life. Actually, no. he's past the life expectancy. Are you holding him right now and giving him kisses and rubbing <laughs> his belly and getting him all sorts of treats? Because that's what that dog needs right now. 
But well, he's not. He's not in here right now because the door's closed. Well, you, you just need to go do that. He's, he's, but he's what, kind of, <laughs> what kind of what kind of fighter would you be? Well, I already know I'm a dirty fighter. <laughs> I don't need oh, to think about it. Oh, <laughs> good. I think I'd be a boring fighter. I think my method would be to just I'm going to try to get behind you as quickly as possible and then just sleep or, or choke hold you to death mm. because that's like the most peaceful way in this particular scenario to go right. Like, he's, you know, otherwise it's like pummeling a face, cheese grating a face, um, suffocating a face, which is, I guess, what I'm talking about. But you know what I mean? Like, or maybe like the broken neck thing. That's mm-hmm. the kind of fighter I am. Like, I don't want to really do a lot of exercising. I just want to get it done. But you know what? Those uh, Roman style elites, they don't like that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I, w- I don't think I would be a favorite. Yeah, I'd be more mud in uh, and then high knee you as you're trying to clear out the mud. Yeah, I would also <laughs> sit on a, a people a lot. That's what I would do. Just sit on them. Ah, <laughs> uh, good time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you know, go going back to like the whole like replacement bit really quick. You know, you know, you mentioned like you know they they came up with this plan fairly quickly, and uh, it reminded me a lot of in wrestling at times when wrestlers call things like kind of on the fly in regards to like you know whatever sequence they're going to do next. Uh, because, like, you know, they, really? they were very quiet because they didn't want the cameras actually, like, pick up what they were saying. So yeah. they were able to mask it to, like, set up the big surprise. Uh, and, uh, you know, that was just, quick thinking, yeah. That that was pretty, pretty interesting to see as well. But, uh, you know, it just, just comes to show. Uh, you know, you get put through all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I would not have been surprised if Zoe's character did die in that moment, just knowing that she wasn't the fresh fighter in this instance right, and the other she one was, did have experience yeah yeah that's right and i mean jujitsu versus zoe who's tired from being the shit out of a psycho and she gets caught go a few yeah. times in that fight as well mm-hmm. so yeah that was uh that was really yeah it, they made it feasible and that what's that's how you make a really good movie like that mm-hmm. you gotta work with the feasibility it's not a it's not a full tree film mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about Ray's other than it's a really solid movie. Thoroughly recommended. It was quite fantastic. And um, yeah, I mean, Zoe's the best. Makes me want to watch Death Proof after this. Makes me want to be the kind of person that works out (laughs) because I want to be able to survive a fight scene. Jesus, Mm -hmm. Zoe would just lay me out. I mean, I'm a tall girl, too. I'm 5'10". But I don't think that's going to save me from all the inactivity I've been living through the last <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd be more uh, offer, offer like a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing. All right. Well, yeah, let's get back to that. Ah. And some, some Brit bucks. Mm-hmm. All right. So next week, uh, our mm-hmm. date with death continues with Cube release <laughs> in 1997. Uh, di- wow. directed by Vincenzo Natali. And, uh, you know, this is going to be an interesting one because I haven't watched it in forever. And I know Cube is getting remade in Japan. What? Yeah. Nice. I'm, I gotta see, is this actually out yet? That's kind of Because cool, if, it man, is, that... if it is, I, I, I would be very curious to see how... <laughs> A Japanese remake of a U.S. film is. <laughs> you know it's going to be fabulous, right? 
Okay, let's see. <laughs> it was released I, in Japan on October 22nd. I gotta see if this thing is online. Ooh. Okay, I bet $10 that it is at least as good as Cube. That's and I was saying a lot because Cube <laughs> kind of had that element of surprise, you mm-hmm. know, when you first saw the movie. So, uh, but yes, I'm just gonna, I mean, Remakes don't usually go the other way. <laughs> we're, we're Let alone making Japanese movies, right? <laughs> Let alone one 24 years later. <laughs> like, oh that's God. the other thing. So excited. But uh, Oh, my God. I did not know that they were making Cube. This is fantastic news. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, I believe you can find Cube on Prime. I think it's on, like, IMDb TV. Oh, Okay. So we should be able to watch it for free. And I'm pretty sure it's on Tubi as well. So if you guys want to watch it ahead of time, you can find it on either of those platforms. And if you change um, your VPN to a foreign country, you don't have to um, feel like you're uh, uh, susceptible to the advertising. That's what I do now. (laughs) (laughs) I watch everything with a VPN that has commercials. And that way their commercials are like, oh, man, I wish there was a Tesco here. Mm So that's just a little little pro-life tip there. Yep. You never know what you're going to learn on this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I'm we close. Yeah, I think we close things out. Uh, yes. So you can go get some rest. So anyways. That's it for tonight. If you guys want to contact the show, you can find us all over social media. Uh, we're on Instagram uh, at Handel with Scare Pod. We have our YouTube channel, which has uh, seen some pretty good growth since the convention. Uh, inching closer nice. to hopefully getting our channel name at the mi- mid-month. I'm trying to remember how long ago I started it. It's been two weeks, I think. So we got two more weeks uh, before okay. we meet the threshold for a channel URL in which we will beat the other handle with scare. Just saying. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at handle with scare. You can also contact us uh, via email at handle with scare pod at gmail.com. And of course, we have our website handle with scare uh, so if you missed the Halloween virtual convention that was hosted by Slash and Cast, we do have both of the panels that our podcast did on our YouTube channel. So go check mm-hmm. those out. We had the return of Jala, which is the one that you and I did, uh, yes. which basically Jala. focused on the, the history of Jalo. And we also talked about some of the Neo Jolly that were released in 2021, mm-hmm. uh, as well as previewing Last Night in Soho, which I'll finally get an opportunity to see later in the week. Super jazzed about that. I hope, Hopefully it lives up to my expectations. Uh, and then we also had the second panel that I did, which was our Takashi Miike discussion that I did with Rod from Murder Moose. Uh, and that was a pretty... Mm-hmm pretty good time and you could hear us gush about Takashi Miike and uh how big of an inspiration he was from uh Quentin Aww. Tarantino and how he I mean it's just batshit Japanese cinema which you know I'm a <laughs> massive fan of and you can hear about some of the absurdity involved with some of his work uh and you know I I was a bit bummed we couldn't do one of Miike's films for Death Games because he does have one as the God's Will but I'll talk about that later on uh, when we do Battle Royale, because that's also coming up this month, and I cannot wait for that, because that's, like, easily uh, in my in my top five. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in about mm, eight years. I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. Yay! So, that's all I gotta say. 
<laughs> All right. Well, with that, that will do it for us here tonight on Handle Whisker. Uh, you've been listening to episode number, well, let's see, what are we up to? 32. We've been talking Rays, starring Zoe what? Bell. Nice. And we'll see you guys back next week when we talk Cube. And maybe Japan Cube, if I could find it. Ooh, <laughs> we'll see. Japani- Japanese Cube. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. Take care, guys.